Ready. From the internet, from www.baltimore.com, it's the Art Pros. What's up, everybody? Hey. Hey, how's it going? This is the Art Pros. How's it going? So, we did a thing, and we started podcasting, and today (laughs) we're going to start talking about podcasting, about freaking live streaming the internet being internet being an influencer what's going on what's up everybody we're here to talk about a plague it's a plague there's a plague on our society right now or not a plague i don't think i understand what that word means there's this thing going on called live streaming one one of the most popular platforms for it is called Twitch. Owned by Amazon. Owned by Amazon. You may have seen other live streaming platforms. YouTube has live streaming. Instagram has live streaming. And what this is, is people, you know, living their lives and attaching it to a camera and a mic and sharing that experience with others so that others can live vicariously through them. Today, we're going to focus on talking about Twitch, which is a rapidly growing platform. Since 2012, It's gone up 4.1 million broadcasters. That's 4.1 million average people broadcasting their life. Twitch itself is a platform on which people tend to play video games originally and others would tune in and watch. Kind of like a live radio show, except you're watching someone, you know, play games. But it's expanded beyond that. People do arts and crafts live. Hmm. People do social eating. So... Mm -hmm. People will get a bunch of food and then I guess like really lonely people will tune in and watch and there's like a little chat box and you can donate and subscribe to Twitch streamers, you know, to pay them so that you can live vicariously through them. And it's pretty wild. I mean, it's a completely new platform that, you know, different types of creators are using to produce content. Uh, Yeah. Do you, okay. Do you ever watch uh, live streams? No, but I have. I just can't get into it. It's kind of boring. Right? Yeah. It's it's a really... I mean, I know a couple of people who do it. In fact, a lot of people... Like, a lot of my students would prefer to watch other people play games live. Right. Than, like, play themselves. And it's kind of that thing where it's like... You want to watch someone who's way better than you at something do something. Yeah. I mean, I've I've... I personally prefer to watch like to if i wanted to watch something like somebody play a video game i'd rather go to like youtube and watch something that i know is going to be interesting versus just like sitting there and watching some guy play and not really knowing well if something cool is going to happen like if they're going to do some sick headshots or whatever but but I, you know it's it doesn't appeal to me i didn't grow up doing that on the internet i grew up doing that on the motherfucking couch with my friends <laughs> yeah watching and that's kind of what what twitch's platform is about right so it's like mm-hmm. it's essentially if you 
don't have friends or even if you do you find someone on the internet who's playing a game that you like who will talk to you because they do they do this live and you can interact with them via chat like a chat box and instead of having to hang out with people in real life you can sit there and and pay some dude or some some person to just like play games and then be like hey man do that thing and they'll respond <laughs> hey dude check out what's in that box hey dude how come you don't play uh how come you don't play atari how come you only play PS4 games? Mm, that's stressful. Yeah. People stream for like 18 hours a day. I mean, some people are making the big bucks. And thanks to Drake, I think that it got put on the map a little bit when Drake went and did a live stream with the dude Ninja, who's endorsed by like everybody now. He's making millions of dollars. He's fallen off a little bit. He's fallen off a little bit, but you know, it's that's what happens. It, it's it's a fad, really. Yeah. When it when it comes to being mainstream, I mean, you have your core audience of people who really care about watching video games. They love video games. They're really into the games they're watching because they play them. Maybe they're gonna watch because they think they're gonna get better at it, learn some skills from a pro. But you know, not everybody. Like I think I think one of the appeals and what makes live streaming successful is when you do watch that that video game player that's like ranked really highly there's value to that you can watch this person doing amazing things in real time they're proving their skills the video gamer who's streaming is like you know practicing at the same time like it works really well for them but uh, as far as like a a very popular cultural thing. I just don't see it popping off like that. I think Streaming? it's very niche. Yeah. Well, you'd be surprised. So, in 2019 already. What? <laughs> so, it's <was> super late. <laughs> so, <laughs> I have to take a deep breath. So, in 2019, it's only May, there have been 239 billion minutes spent watching people streaming. 4.4 million people stream monthly. On average, there's 1.3 million people viewing at any moment on Twitch. And there's about 53,000 average live channels. So that's 53,000 different streams going on at any moment. Oh, okay. Yeah, on Twitch. Okay, so it's, it's, Twitch. A, it's a, I mean, those are, those are numbers that rival like, you know, the average sports game. That's 24-7, like all the time. Okay, Twitch. Around the clock. Okay, say less. And to give you an idea of the significance of those numbers, so it was 4.4 million monthly streamers on average this year. Just last year, it was 3.4 million average streamers. So that's, you know, a million in growth in just a year. Oh, God. Listen, yeah. I'm a CEO. I'm sitting here with my suit and tie and my fancy glasses of bubbly water and you're sitting in the boardroom with a bar a bar graph a pie chart a pie graph <laughs> a venn diagram saying this stuff to me i'm thinking i'm i can make some big bucks off of the information when i hear the word million i get goosebumps yeah but what about the word billion billion i i leave my wife to marry that word you know what i'm saying i'm a rich ceo i don't care when i get that word oh i feel i'm feeling good all right so some of you may ask you know or some of you are sitting there thinking hey man i played donkey kong in the arcade i remember uh -huh. the original simpsons game yeah i remember uh space invaders i remember playing those games and really liking them how come people are are paying to just tune in and watch someone play them live but then you have to remember that this is the new iteration of the arcade. 
this is like when remember when you used to go down to the arcade to the skating rink and you know you'd get your pop and you'd go up to uh i don't know dance dance revolution or maybe someone's playing mortal kombat and you're like oh dang people are playing mortal kombat but that guy's so good and you start watching and then like three or four people come up and they're all drinking root beer and you guys are like wow that's so sick and you guys are talking about what that dude's doing or that girl's doing on the game this is essentially a rapidly expanded version of that this is a uh, a highly scalable model of that where some streamers stream to nobody at all some streamers stream to 10 people some people will be streaming to thousands of people at any moment which is insane so what does that mean because it's not just video games anymore now it's like youtube live i mean instagram live yeah you know? people are, like it'll be people like looking at sunsets and you can talk to them it'll be people just like hanging out in the shower uh, <laughs> there's um people doing arts and crafts like if you guys remember perler beads those things it's like the little beads where you put them next to each other on like a little board and then you can iron it together into a shape i've seen people have like wild success with that so what is live streaming meaning who are these people that are watching all this content every day and you know would you live stream what would you live stream Renz? um i don't know i've always been interested in like okay it sounds super boring but what if you live streamed like you like painting something that that doesn't sound very fun at all but that was the first idea in my head i mean i i'm a little bit envious of people who can make big bucks playing games well so there's a controversy a lot of people were pushed off the platform a few years back because it was essentially like um pre-pornographic so like a lot specifically girls and like the euphemism for it was called titty streaming so there was a lot of uh women who were wearing like low-cut shirts and like most of the frame of the stream would just be like them and they would be like really um, almost cartoonishly like playful mm -hmm. to the point where like it was essentially uh, like like webcam models or something. Well, you got to watch your kawaii levels. Yeah. And they got they got pushed off the platform because it because it's supposed to be like an all age appropriate, you know, platform. Mm -hmm. um, and they are very explicit about not wanting to turn it into a live into like a porn site because like the i mean yeah. the, so the predecessor to twitch was that people would watch would tune into porn where someone would be doing live cam models and then people would mm -hmm. subscribe and donate mm -hmm. money like live to chat with this model who's doing pornographic stuff so like twitch's model is old but they don't want it to just turn into another version of that yeah and it was a big deal a lot of people whose entire life income was this uh quote-unquote like titty streaming you know, got pushed off the platform. And they're, I mean, I'm assuming that the same with like webcam models, most of their viewers and subscribers were just like lonely people mm -hmm. who kind of just like were probably being a little creepy, probably asking for too much and wanting to feel a genuine connection with someone when they're, they don't have the ability to form that genuine connection. Maybe they have anxiety about talking to uh, the opposite gender, like whatever their preferred sex is yeah hmm so I, it sounds like to me that um it may be a pattern that most of the audience of 
stream streams in general like you mentioned there are different types of ways to stream and that's definitely a valid one people doing work online and 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 uh, streaming nudity or sex online people make money from that it's only logical to assume that that people would be interested in watching other people just do stuff in general people watch like instagram live stuff from famous people um and to me i mean people like live news because it it you know, yeah. the idea is that you're it's like oh i know it's happening and it's happening right now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but you know when 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 you when we can retranslate that into like would people watch like a live stream of an art performance that would be kind of interesting uh, but is there value in something like that like how can you take advantage of this phenomenon of people being interested in watching something live, getting broadcasted into an art world scenario. I'm thinking about it. Well, I think it's a tough thing to face because most art, like there's social art, but I think that really requires being in the same room as an object. So I think that the fine art world would have trouble breaking into the live streaming, the live streaming phenomena because it's not really that funny and it's really introspective. So like it's weird how part of from what I understand part of like the Twitch the reason why people like Twitch is because you can get into a chat room and like talk to other people that are all watching the same thing and it becomes like a social event and mm. like art does that too, but I don't think that it's I don't know, it's not as dynamic. I think that the attention span just isn't there for like someone to watch some guy or like like some guy like staple his hands to a wall in a gallery and then like put like a title card next to it and be like, ah, yes, this is art. Like people, I don't see it being a a moment of camaraderie between the artist and the viewers in the way that like Twitch streamers do it. You got to eat my words a little bit here because you know, some people think video games are art, you know, that is true. I, I believe that. Do you believe that? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I like, I love video games because of the way it, it can make me feel Okay, a well-made video game can be very artistic. There's yeah. a there's a way to make a video game and put your creativity in a, in it to make it artistic and beautiful and make the experience very interesting. Or you can just uh, do that thing where you where you support the um, uh, military industrial complex and play and Call just, of Duty. Just, yeah, just fucking do Call of Duty or Battlefield shoot, or something. Shoot, shoot people. Just, yeah, just shoot people that don't look like you. Yeah. Or have a different, um, like, nation than you. Yeah, just so you know. <laughs> you see, that's the most <laughs> fucked up part, is you're always fighting against... It's almost like a propaganda. You're fighting against this this enemy that usually is the enemy of America at yeah. the time, or, like, has been in the past. Well, so those of you who are older or don't play video games, most of... A lot of people... I would say the mainstream idea in uh, video games these days is a sense of immersion, like when you get to hardcore games or like like gamers games games for people who like playing video games so like there's like fun game there's like party games and Nintendo if you're familiar with Nintendo the creators of Mario those are like party games those are games you're supposed to be able to play with people and you can pick up and put down really quick but then mm-hmm. a lot of games are really supposed to be immersive so there's like a full world and there's like a a really really deep story and characters almost like a movie that you can participate in and the problem with that is, like Ren said, um, you know, when you get immersed in something, when you get immersed in an art piece, it's 
It's personal. Yeah, and you, you, it's really easy to be swayed without noticing in the same way that like good mm. art can change your opinion. Like video games do that too, but video games are sick. <laughs> yeah. There's... I think I think everyone should should play should find a game they like cuz I don't think that video games like if you're the type of person who's like, "Oh, I don't like video games." Like I think you you could find a game that you would like. For sure, for sure. Like there's a lot of weird jab like Cooking Mama. Yeah, like Cooking Kitchen game. Mama. What's it called again? Cooking Kitchen Mama. Mama. That's what it, yeah. So this is a game that originally came out on like the Nintendo DS, I think, and you cook. Oh, and and, and games are like a really games are like a really good like people are getting really good at drawing and painting and creating like spaces and games. So like when the Notre Dame caught on fire, um, a game company put out like started giving out free copies of this game that was set in Paris that had like a really really super accurate. Uh, model and rendering of of the Notre Dame, the Hunchback it, of Notre Dame game. Yeah, no, it was uh, Assassin's Creed. I don't remember which one, but um, one was set in Paris, and they were giving out that game free because it was like one of the most historically hmm. accurate uh, representations of Notre Dame. And if if you know they're rebuilding it, but if it weren't to get rebuilt, that would be one of the most comprehensive representations of it it'd be better than a book that you can look at pictures of it mm -hmm. and you know i wonder if um one day people from far in the future find a grand theft auto san andreas disc and they're like oh shit i want to recreate um the city of uh, los santos and they yeah do it because they can they're from the future the future's sick i've been there yeah we're, we're going there right now we're on our way there yeah and we're there you know what I want to live stream? That's a really bad thing to live stream is DDR. Just like live streaming the arrows. Oh, <laughs> Advanced Dance Revolution. <laughs> just talk and like huffing because you're like fucking moving and like doing all that shit. Oh, my bad. I'm kicking your mic stand. No, you're kicking your own mic I'm stand. I'm kicking my mic stand. All right. So video games are art. Live streams are weird. Um, what does this have to do with, with the art world? What do people, what do our listeners need to take away from, from all this kooky craziness? Well, I, it is a new platform. Mm -hmm. Do you think that there's going to be like, I mean, I'm not even that up on it. I'm sure there's already people trying to figure out how to turn into art. Like remember Swizz Beats was talking about the new way to uh, experience art in a streaming way. I wonder if that's going to be Twitch. Like they're going to have guys <laughs> like wear like GoPros and, and webcams <laughs> and walk through museums and like talk to the audience about like, oh man, you guys should see this starry night. Like here, look, I'm taking a selfie with it. What's up, bros? So I'm here at the MoMA and we're right in front of uh, this real famous Van Gogh painting. And you know, it's like way more orange than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Why don't you like and subscribe if you think that uh, this thing is like orange enough for you or not? Like, Because I always thought it was just blue and yellow. It'd be really great if we can get 10,000 likes on this video because then I can make more of me reacting to painting. Painting reaction videos. That'd be crazy. Oh shit, Ariana Grande just joined the stream. Everyone's put, put claps in the chat. All right, so on the real though, that already, you know, that exists on YouTube. It's called James Calm Report, J-A-M-E-S-K-A-L-M. -E and this man goes to all sorts of different shows in New York, and he basically just brings a little camera with him, and he looks at all the paintings, and he talks it, uh, to all the people that went to the show. I wonder if he does it live, too. I don't know, maybe. Because that, I mean, to me, that's what would be interesting is like the ability to interact with someone and like live vicariously through them to like, I yeah. guess, view art. So here he is. I'm pulling up this video. I'm showing it to Gage. Just like James is like walking around New York. Oh, 
and um, it kind of starts from where he walks, and there's like street performers and shit, and he's right here. He's getting to the gallery. You see, he's walking. Let me fast forward. See. And he's just literally talking to the camera. It's one straight thing. Yeah, so he's just walking around and looking at art. Yeah. But see, the thing I don't like about that is I can't tell him, like, hey, dude, zoom in on that one part. Yeah, yeah, he could be plugged in with little headphones in. Well, I think that's why people like live streams is because, like, depending on, obviously, the demeanor of the streamer, um, you know, you can make requests of them or something in a way that's like different from like social interactions, right? Because you wouldn't be in like a gallery and like tell someone like, hey, uh, why don't you, why don't you like look closer at that painting? Like, can you help me look closer at that painting? But in a live stream, you could be like, hey, man, move that camera closer. I'm paying you five bucks, five bucks a month here. Yeah, that's super interesting. Like, if you want to go to a show in New York, but you live in Kentucky, like, yeah, you're sitting there. How are you going to get to those shows? Like, you know, I'm in Kentucky. I love art, but art shows here are all corn based. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> so. yeah, they're hella corny. I feel like it's better too than, um, than like looking at someone's Instagram story or something with a bunch of pictures of the art. Cause you can go with a friend. Like no one ever wants to go anywhere alone. Yeah. So sure. you could be like, Oh, my favorite streamer is going to, uh, he's going to the Kentucky Derby. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with him. Mm -hmm. I live in Missouri. It's just a little too far. It's my favorite performance art is the Kentucky Derby. Like, I think the horses do a really good job of simulating a race. Dude, I don't think that they're actually all horses. Some of them are just kids in trench coats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That meme is popping off. Oh, man. No, it's not a meme. It's just the truth. It's the news. Mm. So video games are art. We should do an episode on that. What? Video games are art? Yeah. Yeah, they totally are. Yeah. I mean, um, I wish more galleries would have more video game stuff. That'd be cool. I wonder if there has been a show where it's just like uh, actually just an internet cafe, an Asian internet cafe. <laughs> and then just a bunch of games downloaded to a computer. Yeah, you, you install an internet cafe at the Gagosian and just like have long tables and people are playing Counter-Strike after school. Yeah, just hanging out. <laughs> just try, eating some, uh, what do you call it, boba? I know a lot of museums are purchasing older games to put on display. And my friend was telling me that he was at like a, a show in London mm -hmm. and they had this game Bloodborne because like the all the architecture in that game was really similar to like um, gothic architecture. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they, they had it up as like an art piece that there, you could play. There's actually a video game developer, independent video game developer who has um, a video game that... Um, I think the MoMA purchased from it and, and kept in their collection. Like exclusive rights to it? Like you can't, like I couldn't just go on Steam and buy it? No, no, it's not exclusive rights. They just kept it as art. Oh, like yeah. They, they got it. They bought it from her. I mean, that makes sense. I think that a really successful, like if you wanted more people to go to your museum or your gallery, I feel like a really successful show would be to curate like fun video games yeah oh so so i uh, his name is jason rohrer j-a-s-o-n-r-o-h-e-r-o-h-r-e-r jason rohrer and he's had video games and uh, he makes video games that are focused on art let me find one well, I, I know that one was about mortality and it was a very simple like pixelated game pixel based game where you start out as a person and you go through this maze 
and um along the way it's very simple you just like your character just starts getting older and older as you go yeah. through this like like maze that you're trying to understand like as a player it's very experiential and the real goal you is to just you don't know the real goal you're just going through this maze and it's like blacked out and you discover new parts of the map so it's kind of like a moving painting about like what is the meaning of life man pretty much it's it's not really a paint it's very like eight bit yeah but like i i think of i mean if it's played on a screen and you can mount it on a wall like it's not that different from a painting yeah and it you know it, it's a fast it takes like 10 minutes yeah to so you could play through it and experience end. it yeah that's cool yeah i feel like the reason why some like why a lot of games that have like incredible amounts of cool art and content in it are not feasible to put in a show is because they're like they take like 40 hours to get through and you just couldn't imagine someone like the like if you were to put a game that had 40 hours of content and story in in a museum it would essentially just be an advertisement for you to go buy that game Mm -hmm. oh so the game is called passage by jason rohrer cool it's very it's very interesting i played it one time go check it out it's probably free on the internet it is free on the internet yeah passage jason rohrer um, and it, it just looks like a little 8-bit game, like a little fucking pixel dude going. And, and what's interesting is that the screen is long and it warps what you see in the future and it changes when it gets closer to you. Yeah. So it's really like the cerebral understanding of the passage of life, which is the metaphor he's trying to make is that you can you can see a part of your past and you can foresee maybe a part of your future as far as you can physically see but when it gets closer to you it might not look the same it's very good what about um like do you think all games are are art no no call of duty is not art dude. you don't think so no but you still it's still like an object through which you experience like something that you don't live it's not fair to call it not art. Well, it's just art you don't agree with. I mean, but then if we use that argument, we can say watching somebody from your porch driving a car is art because they're you're experiencing something that you don't live, and you're watching this person drive their car. You don't live that life. Nah, that's not, no? dude. That's like, that's a bad comparison. <laughs> I mean, like it's a game. It's a thing where they curated. They created all these like landscapes. You know, you you play your first person. It's a first person point of view where you walk around and you shoot people, but it's like in a landscape that they designed, and like there's like artists that put together all of that. You know, it's an experience. It's a curated object experience. It's designed for a viewer. Like when someone's driving their car, they're not driving the car so that the viewer can can watch them drive the car. You sure? Maybe. <laughs> I don't have a car. What if you have a? Ferrari? Is that what you do when you drive? Oh, yeah. I mean, Ferraris are art. That's true. And, you know, you watch a video of someone. Like, what's the difference between watching someone do performance art of driving their Ferrari with their with their huge swinging bank account and watching a video <laughs> of someone driving their Ferrari with their huge swinging bank account? What's the difference? Yeah. Because, I mean, like, if you put that video up in a gallery and then you put a title card next to it, isn't that going to be art? Well, if they wanted it to be art, they could just put it damn title card on their like chest i would definitely i I would accept if i was a teacher at art school i would accept that 
I would love if a kid just drove drove his Ferrari <laughs> through the yeah drives right through the wall. That'd be sick <laughs> into the classroom. That would be a statement. Mm-hmm. I think Call of Duty's art. I don't really like it. Never. I those games are it's it's an army simulator. Those of you who've never played, it's you dress up as the American military and you kill infidels both in the past in past wars and in the future like they make up wars <laughs> with like nations that exist now they like pretend like we're having a problem with them and then you go in those places and you kill them it's it's really wild yeah i think they just want to make people like i don't know if it's intentional but i think it romanticizes battle a little too much no i think i, I i'm pretty sure it's sponsored by the military no like by the army yeah what? yeah i'm pretty sure call of duty sponsored like call of duty black ops specifically is sponsored by the military Whoa. i mean they use a lot of military like like American military specific objects. Yeah. Yeah. Like I feel like you would need the right to represent. And those are like real things. They're not just video game. Yeah. It's adaptations. not just video game shit. No, it's like like they use like a lot of a lot of really specific, really accurate military stuff. The video the 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 um argument for video games as art is a deep one. But we can get to that in a different episode. We're talking about streaming. Live streaming. I mean, okay, so a big part about streaming that we haven't covered yet is your audience. You know, like, what if you did want to stream something and get that same, same comforting feeling that you had back in middle school? It, you know, when you had your buddies over, you're playing Nintendo 64, you want to show off your uh, Mario Kart skills, and you want to whoop some butt on, on Tekken or something like that. Look how fast I can drive this car. Yeah, or you and your buddy walking home from school, you get home, where, you know, what you want to do? I got some I got some Capri Suns, I got some Lunchables, I got Easy Mac, and I'll, oh man, I just got this cool new game called Donkey King. Let's play some Donkey <laughs> King, but I only have one controller, and so, you know poor little buddy is gonna have to watch because he's in your house and he's like you know i want to play next um but but that moment when you're sitting there watching and you're showing off to your friend you got this new snes you got a new donkey king game you know that's that's like a real it's a humbling experience that i unfortunately i don't know how many kids get to experience these days unless you have a nintendo switch i think uh, probably a lot of kids experience it but they just opt to watch streamers because apparently it's a more pleasant experience to watch people play than than i would have guessed for younger people and, and i think part of hmm. it is like like it is that like like faked social aspect like maybe a lot of the a lot of the viewers are people who used to have time and their friends used to have time to like link up and all hang out and like you know play some games and watch other people play games and then yeah. now it's like oh I'm like 25 all my friends have like different jobs and like like they don't stream I'm just going to watch this guy stream because he talks to me too Yeah I guess that's nice the, the freedom you know you don't have to be confined to just watching your friend play after school because you're you're waiting for mom to pick you up or something like that you can do it really anytime these days i guess i'm getting caught up in my nostalgia a little bit because i miss that and i love i love that era in life where where there was no live streaming you know <laughs> yeah that time before we had like everyone had years ago gps in their phone <laughs> i missed the time where all my money was paper and not plastic and now kids are waiting for the street light to come on so they can watch people Twitch stream because they're like, all right, now everyone's inside and yeah, now I can, playing that, the game. Yeah. 
that yeah. everyone's getting told by their parents, why don't you go outside? Yeah. I remember the days when it was like, mom, can I go outside? And now I'm old and washed. So I hate on younger people for doing stuff that I don't like doing. Mm. Why don't you go inside? Why don't you Twitch stream? <laughs> hey, Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy, why are you outside, you fucking dweeb? Why don't you go inside? Don't you know Ninja's playing Fortnite? Let me see a floss. <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres can floss. Can you floss? Mm. Whatever. I hate Ellen DeGeneres. Sorry. I'm uh, not going to cut that from the podcast, but yeah, fuck that lady. So. I hope she becomes president. When. All right. So. So you. you what is. <laughs> like. So the article we were reading earlier said something about like how tons of people do Twitch stream, but nobody's watching. So it kind of takes away from from the point right what if you're not a pro and you just want to trish stream and you want to make some friends online like i think that's the problem is like there's what is it like sixty thousand people at any given moment twitch streaming like i think the problem is that a lot of people are watching people make money it's it's like it's like music or even art mm. in a sense it's like you see because all the most famous people and the most accessible people that you see are making money from it you think that because you like doing it you can make money from it and I think it's the problem that like my students had was like they wanted they all wanted to be YouTube stars. They all wanted to like they all wanted to stream. Like I had a kid who I gave him some free time on the computer um, when I was setting up like a like a class, and he like went on a a video game site and started playing this game and was like acting like he was Twitch streaming because he I guess he was practicing for an occupation he wanted to have, which is like hmm. I totally respect that, but. It's really hard. You know, you need to know how to market yourself. And I just think because that's the most accessible form of entertainment, it's the same it's the same issue. Like I think that there's just like a lack of like that's the problem with schools though, is like there's such a lack of of uh people exposing you to other other opportunities, other things that like are profitable that like you you see that and you don't you can't even conceive of other careers you might be interested in like like there's a kid who might want to help build airplanes but he's never even met someone who builds airplanes never seen how it's done so to him an airplane is just an object that exists but twitch streaming it's like oh i play video games that guy just talks that girl just talks to people and plays video games and like that's a, a skill i understand and i could practice right now there's so much to it yeah like what if you wanted to um promote it's 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 a lot of it is about promotion you know i guess if you want you if you want to have viewers like i just i just can't fathom i mean we're podcasting so we're doing the same thing but yeah we're well, not live well yeah imagine if we had to talk live and that was like the, the platform and the way to do it oh i would love like that people... I, I feel like i feel like if we were live it'd be way better we could heckle the clock the crowd we could heckle the people like heckling us on a chat box yeah that'd be fun you know what? Everyone, subscribe to our Twitch, twitch.tv. <laughs> yeah, we're here. We're here setting up. We're just chilling with the boys. Well, I mean, that's what Joe Rogan does in live, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of a lot of bigger podcasts, they, they have live shows when they do it. Yeah, but then they're already they, they already have an established audience. I actually think that's how that's how he started. Well, well, I mean, Joe Rogan was the head of Fear Factor. Yeah, like he started, he started like with like a an iMac and a webcam and doing it like on in a chat room type of environment. Dude, he's on a thousand. He's over a thousand deep. He's got a thousand episodes. The man yeah. loves to talk. He loves to talk about his um, new tropics and and being masculine, but trying not to be. 
Yeah, pretty cool. I guess. I mean, I think it'd be fun to live stream. I that that article, this article that we read, you guys, was really disappointing because it was about a lot of younger people who like wanted to stream and like get an audience who couldn't. And it's like I feel like that really betrays this idea that people like want to have social interaction, but they only understand like internet social interaction. They only like they see social networking as like the the primary opportunity to have social interaction. Like not everybody. But there, there has to be a huge constituency of people who see, like, you know, their interests are video games. Most of their their idols play video games, and then, like, all of their idols meet their friends playing video games, like, live. Yeah, so, like, to me, I, I don't get it. Like, what is it? Are you going to watch, as a viewer, would you rather watch a Twitch streamer that's, like, nationally ranked at a certain video game because they go to competitions and then they win a lot? Or you can just Twitch stream because you want to uh, show your friends that you're playing a game and then they like watch you play the game. I don't understand. Like well, what I, makes it interesting for, so if, if let's say like out of those, the number of people that you mentioned earlier, Twitch streaming right now, two million, two, an average of one to 2 million people watch Twitch every day. Um, and there are thousands and thousands of people streaming and inevitably thousands of those same people are Twitch streaming the same game. How am I going to decide which person I want to watch? Well, that's what's fucked up is like in the article it was saying, and this is like with every, literally every social platform is like the more popular you are, um, the more that those, that those platforms like YouTube and Twitch like promote you. So like it pushes people with no, with nobody, with no support from the get go. It pushes them to the bottom which I can't really think of a of a different like of a system that would work better because there's a reason pretty often why people are popular like someone is more charismatic or something. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I guess like I mean it would be like anything. It'd be like art. Like I would I as a viewer watching a live stream would just pick whoever I like the best. Mm-hmm. Whoever like I but that's the hard part is finding like having the opportunity to even view someone who may not be very popular who like oh wow I really identify with this with this person. Yeah. I mean, that's something that it's a similar thing in what we're, we're trying to learn about and, and fight through right now is that, um, skill of, and hard work to get that audience and like get people to just jump in and, and make that investment of time to experience whatever product you are offering. Because that Twitch stream is a product at the end of the day, when you want to think about, you know, the, the, the type of success some people want from it. Like if you want to make that a career and make big bucks and get endorsed, there's going to be some hard work, some elbow grease marketing. You got to, you're running a business at that point. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it takes a lot of consistency. Like people need to know that every day they, uh, they're going to log in or whatever. And they're going to see, you know, they're going to log in every day at 6 PM and they're going to see Renz be Twitch streaming, um, uh, space invaders. You know, yeah. they're going to know like, hey, Renz is, Renz is on here. He's dropping some some sweet one-liners. He <laughs> He's kind of like uh, those guys, all the all four characters from Whose Line Is It Anyways. He reminds me of them. <laughs> um, And like, he's my friend. And like, even though he doesn't know me in real life, I'm going to watch him stream. Yeah. Whose lion is it anyways? Who's, like, dude, why are you Call lying? all of the zoos. Whose fucking lion is this? <laughs> See? And that's what you log in for is that yeah. sweet content. Like if, okay, so if I actually, I'm going to put myself in 
the perspective of an aspiring Twitch streamer. Hey everybody, I'm Renz. I'm 13 years old. I'm a Twitch streamer. What am I going to stream? No, screw that. I'm hey hey everybody. I'm Renz. I'm 27 years old. I'm going <laughs> to Twitch stream. What am I going to Twitch stream today? I would I would really actually love to Twitch stream games that I grew up with and and kind of shaped the way I see video games today. And what I mean by that is there's a lot of games that I remember nostalgically. You know. Uh, I want to I want to play these games in, as an adult again and stream that experience. I think that would be really cool and fun for people to get into streaming. You know. Yeah, the problem is most of the audience I think is a lot younger. Well, they've never seen those games played either. Yeah, but they just want to see people get wrecked in Super Smash Bros. Yeah, but well, listen, I'm Twitch right now. I'm Twitch screaming Rugrats for PS One. You know what I mean? Tight. Yeah, that I game was that pretty game. tight. Yeah, it was hard though. I remember being really scared about the one. There was a mission in the game where you had to destroy all of these like like dolls, these little clown dolls. You had to go in the basement as Tommy Pickles. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And you'd that. destroy those scary clown dolls that the dad was trying to make. And yeah. they like, went berserk, absolutely nuts. And there's tons of games like that that like are nostalgic. But some of them can be really bad. Remember the game Croc for PS1? No, I don't. <laughs> it's a really bad Mario-style platforming, jumping around, getting from point A to point B, dodging obstacles and enemies and saving and rescuing and being the crocodile hero of the century. Nah, I remember Tekken. Mm-hmm. That was my game. I used to play that with my mom. Oh, 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 yeah, snap. What was, was her really favorite young. character? She played, I don't remember the character's name, but it was like, I think supposed to be like a Native American woman. Oh, okay. Yeah, and she did like backflips and kicks to the face. And whenever my mom would pick her, she'd be like, I like her outfit. <laughs> Dude, that's funny. My, I played Tekken with my dad. Yeah. Yeah, he got me into it, actually. Yeah, I mean, those games are tight. Fighting games are cool. My dad used Huarang. You know what's funny is like, like there's a lot of, there's like a, always a big push for diversity in games, but I feel like fighting games like had a lot of, um, had a lot of like if you want to go by by racial diversity like fighting <laughs> games always had like different types of people and like some animals and shit but what they didn't have was like fitness diversity you know mm. like everyone was like fit and hot <laughs> and that was my problem with it because i was like this little kid with only with with you know they had 36 pack abs i didn't have any pack abs and like i was really jealous of everybody everyone was able to be shirtless and not look like a string bean some games have the token fat character yeah they're like it's like sumo fat where like you you can tell if you were to poke them like it wouldn't be pudgy it'd be like you'd be stopped by a brick of muscle underneath all that fat because they just need that energy that's not fat that's just a really huge muscle yeah (laughs) protruding if you're gonna have a one pack ab it better be huge yeah that's a one ab yeah um yeah so that's a good point street fighter had a lot of character like uh um zangief no they're all buffed though yeah, Except for buff. the sumo guy. Everyone's buff. And then there's always like a token Bruce Lee character who is like a really skinny Asian dude. Be like, yeah. <laughs> you did that really well. Yeah, that was good. I mean, I'm half Asian. Oh, if, if being Filipino counts. I sometimes wonder if we count as Hispanic. I don't know. It's like, like Hawaiian in Asia. Yeah, I we're guess. like Islander Hispanic, but we're eastern we got we got slanted eyes i think that's why people always call us asian no but see that's all right i don't want to get into the deep history (laughs) right now but it's like uh 
of one of those places that have been influenced by many cultures for as long as it existed because it was open to it yeah like i think the original the original um indigenous filipinos were very dark-skinned and i read somewhere that they i guess people who originated from africa just like went there one day yeah they made it out there and they yeah they made it out there dark-skinned people definitely still exist in the mountains of the philippines and um i don't know how much of their values and culture has been influenced by the culture today i don't know how how um how they've been forced to assimilate into society but yeah there's philippines has a deep and diverse culture like china you got you got spain you got japan you, you got japan you got america like you know yeah a lot of different people so the the pot has melted but you know what's not super diverse twitch streams yeah i mean they're pushing out the boob the booby streamers and everyone everyone likes watching ninja and like all the all really skilled players it's really i don't know man i don't know if it's for me i never really explored i, I just don't i can't get into it i'll tell you what man do you explore twitch no i i tried watching it like a while back because i wanted like some background noise to do some art to or something and it was like gamer culture tends to be really toxic like uh, a lot of people use yeah pejoratives they shouldn't be saying and like they yell at people because like what what gamer culture has done is it's taken all of the most toxic parts of like the jock stereotype of like being the best and like ripping on people who suck at something and then it's like glamorize that and then you don't really <laughs> all it takes to be good at that is like fast reflexes and like it takes a lot of practice to get good at a game but it's like you're still doing a record like you're still playing a game like there's no like physical feat to it but people get just like hell toxic like like everyone like like it's really misogynist which oh, yeah. whatever dude like fucking live your life you know as long as you don't touch anybody you're still a piece of shit but i'm not i don't i don't need to pay for your content if you're like that but it's just like hella toxic like i don't like hearing someone call like a 12 year old like a faggot you know yeah and that's one thing that honestly really turns me off from competitive video game and putting the bluetooth speaker in your ear and talking to people and they're they're just little kids saying bad stuff yeah they're learning from all other over people, the place like screaming and their mom's like trying to get them to eat dinner and they're like ah! we gotta bleep out that that f-bomb right there what f-bomb the f the f-a-g-g-o-t word well no that's i a, don't ever say that word it, it, no, it felt weird saying it it's, this, <laughs> no, this is this is a real thing people do say that online and you're just using it as an example like no offense to anybody i i, I hope that people understand why you said that yeah and it it's eh, yeah if you got offended by my me using an example maybe this isn't the podcast for you well it's it's i a, don't like to hear it i don't like to point. hear it yeah. i don't like you know it it's a real word that people really think and say and want to say though yeah and it's it's weird because like at this point whenever i i heard it on like twitch streamers it wasn't even like they weren't even trying to call like it's just another thing. It's just like what's something that I can say that I find offensive. Like, dude, that a really terrible thing in history of that word is middle school kids used to say that all the time about each other. Like they're yeah. kids that are too young to be woke, you know? Dude, I'm so woke, I'm sleep. 
I know. Anyways, the fucking Twitch stream shit is like really, really, really toxic. Too much for me. I, I haven't checked out the crap, the arts and crafts section. There's a whole section called creative where like it's a lot of people like making art and you can just watch them do it. I really like the idea of that. It's kind of yeah, chill. A little it's, cute. It's a lot of uh, really crafty stuff. It's like, you know, if, if you ever go on Instagram or like on YouTube or something, those like five minute like time-lapse videos of someone like weaving a basket or something it's like that stuff or but... making a computer out of just cardboard yeah like that's like the type of stuff that people will do on there yeah i, I think mostly it's essentially like consistency and I, I think another reason a lot of people flock to it is this idea that it's not this weird curated experience that the way that like tv and and news is like it like where that none of that stuff ever feels real like avengers endgame three hours of fucking movie and it's super curated and, you know, everything in there was labored over in this way that makes you feel kind of icky. Mm. Um, makes you feel like, icky. like, I mean, it's just like, I don't know. I I don't like it. I think the reason why people like that stuff is because it doesn't feel like anyone's pulling anything over on you. Like, Spoiler alert, Gage is actually Thanos. I, dude, snap. It's Thanos. Um, hmm. Well... Uh, I know, I I know for sure that uh, if if any of you decide to watch Twitch, just be careful of all the mean little kids and um, the bro culture. And it's interesting to me that it's not just bro, like it's bro culture, and it's also fedora culture. Yeah, like <laughs> like which are they're very like they're really different, but they're two sides of the same like fedora toxic culture. Coin. Fedora culture, for those of you who are a little older, <laughs> is like really creepy older men who um, you take know, take. Uh, they got the Scarface posters. Yeah, they got Scarface the posters. They they take talking to women a little too far. The, uh, the pickup artist type of dude. Yeah, but like they're too scared to talk to people in real life, so they're like really badass on on the. They're the type of people who buy katanas at that store in the mall that you never go to. Mm -hmm. yeah they're the type of people who um <laughs> who drink mountain dew as over water they're the type of people who uh talk about defending women they don't know from from me and jocks like me and wrens who are huge with our bulging muscles whatever fedora culture is corny those are the people who are who are paying the titty streamers to feel like they uh had a girlfriend that they didn't actually have this is a man i'm a man i pay for my services you know yeah I mean, I believe in, uh, I believe in like state protected prostitution. Like, I think that if the U.S. made that shit legal and taxed it, like, it'd be it's a job. It'd yeah. be a job. Yeah, it'd be. I mean, it is a job. It's the a problem fair is job, we're not yeah. catching no taxes, <laughs> and it's really <laughs> dangerous because there's no protection for the people who do sex work. Yeah, so yeah, you know that's a whole another that's a whole another can of worms. Let me tell you right now, Colorado just legalized magic mushrooms. Well, not legalize it. They made it, they decriminalized it, which means you know. Oh wait, it it actually happened. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh snap. Yeah, it passed with like a little over fifty percent. Oh of man. The, of the average voter. Um, I wonder what Colorado is gonna be like. <laughs> uh, a lot of snow. Oh. Uh. <laughs> but here's the thing, guys. You think about like all the tax money that places like Denver were getting from legalized marijuana. Could you imagine? how much good that could do for our schools and for our roads and for our hospitals if you started taxing sex work 
I mean, you'd make a lot of money off that. Colorado is going to be the next Las Vegas, everybody. The headiest Ugh. state. <laughs> yeah, Las Vegas, the state. The headiest state in the country. There's a reason we're called the Mile High City because we're always a mile high. Yeah. Mentally. Prote- protect our protect our weed farmers. Protect our protect our sex workers. One thing that I find kind of funny, but funny but not funny type of thing is like. I think in Washington or Oregon, maybe they like grew too much marijuana. <laughs> They're like, oh man, everyone's going to smoke so much. And now they have so much, like too much marijuana. I feel like they do one of those artificial scarcity things where they just burn part of it so that they don't have to lower the price of weed. Can you make fuel out of like marijuana? You could, anything that's combustible, you could technically use to, to, <laughs> to power something. Dude, what if, what if like, Instead of coal and trains, they just use weed. <laughs> that car would be lit, bro. Everybody would be uh, HOC all the time, high on of contact, like in the world, like high all of the smoke coming out of the plummeting out of that pipe from the front of the train, just getting everything baked. Let me tell you guys something. Pretty much anything combustible can be used to power something. The reason why we use fossil fuels is because it releases more power. Than it costs to get it currently right now. Let me tell you something right now. You could use this podcast pretty soon because it's the most combustible podcast on the freaking internet. Yeah, this thing's fire. This episode's been a little dry, but that's okay. You think it's dry? Dude, I think that Twitch streams, we should have done more research, but we only have 15 fucking minutes to research. And people be Twitch streaming for like eight hours at a time. What did I say? Over a couple, like 200 billion hours of twitch streams just this year we should have watched 200 billion hours of twitch streams but we would need at least what what is that 800 billion dollars on patreon per month to do that type of research (laughs) dude they're doing what mcdonald's took years and years to accomplish yeah you know twitch is just like all right well you got mcdonald's didn't didn't use um they should Twitch stream uh, someone's shift. That'd be cool. <laughs> I feel like I would watch that. Like if there was like a cashier who also talked to like like a chat. Oh. Yeah, I would be down with yeah, that. Yeah, put, That'd a, be put cool. a GoPro on that McDonald's worker. I feel like a lot of people who watch a lot of Twitch probably don't have jobs they need to go to. Hmm. You know, it's either children or people who got rich off the Bitcoin boom. Maybe. Yeah, it might be boring to be super rich and antisocial. Oh, for sure. But like, like the thing is, is that according to my forum research, <laughs> there are quite a few people who made a lot of money off of cryptocurrency and their job is to be at home, like trading, like day trading all day with crypto and then regular stocks. And they don't do anything, but basically wait for things to lose and gain value mm. that are digital objects. So like, you know, why not watch um, some dude play some, uh, what's a deep cut? What's an old ass game? LSD Dream Simulator. Echo the Dolphin. Echo the Dolphin. <laughs> you ever seen LSD? The yeah, game? it's super weird and creepy. I played. It's scary. Yeah, I played. It's, it's my my buddy seen he he had uh, an emulated version of it. The game is really weird. <laughs> um, that's an old game that was procedurally generated. People, if you don't know what procedural generation is, it basically means that it uses random code to produce stuff pretty wild kind of kind of what we do yeah we produce random code and based off of an an input munch on it but 
Yeah, I remember I remember watching that on YouTube. I like like I said, I prefer watching if I want to watch something about a video game. I want want a sense of control. Like, what am I gonna what what am I gonna see? There's a more curated, this an intentional video that someone decided to upload. You know, and not just sitting in on somebody doing something at the moment playing a video game. I could be playing a video game and experiencing a similar thing for yeah, myself. But what if you suck you know? at it? That's I'm not I that doesn't bother me. See, and I think that's the big difference. I think that a lot of people who like watching live stream versions of stuff either don't have the time or they don't feel like they don't get enjoyment out of doing it cuz they're they're not as good as the people that they're watching, which I think is problematic. Like I think that part of the reason why people watch people play video games is because the people that they're watching play have spent so much time getting good at it and they're like, oh, I'm not as good as that person. Like, why am I even doing it? But I guess you don't, to to, con- to contrast with that, you don't really need to be good at everything that you enjoy. Exactly. Yeah, so if you can find pleasure in watching someone else do it, then that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I just don't find pleasure in watching somebody else play a video game that yeah. they're way better at me. Sometimes it's cool. It's kind of like watching a sports highlights but I would rather watch sports highlights from someone that's good than yeah, like a peewee t-ball kid yeah. hitting a home run. Yeah. Although playing sports is super... See, like, does it take a sense of, like, hubris to do something creative? Like, because, like, painting is, like, I fun. So. But, like, like, I feel like I have a huge ego when I'd rather paint than, like, look at a good painting. But then, again, I don't. It seems... It's always felt to me like some sort of... Uh, like a protector you know you gotta protect your self-esteem with your ego if you want to paint because like you're spending so much time on this thing and in this occupation in this profession as an artist as a painter you are being competitive in the same way because you're competing against that wall space the gallery space people wanting to look at your art that's you know a real thing. You know what sucks about having an ego when you're like an artist is that you never become because you you have a huge ego, you don't ever risk doing something too crazy that make your painting really good and you also don't ever become so bad that people like it ironically. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, cuz I'm trying to reach that that point where I become so bad at painting that people are like is he doing this on purpose? <laughs> 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 this is awful. Should I like? Am I supposed? Is this what the future looks like? Am I supposed to like this? This is terrible. Speaking of the future, um, hold on, dude. I gotta pee. Like, really. I'm sorry. Like, like worse than I've ever needed to pee on this podcast. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. Well, uh, we're back. We took some peas. Use the restroom, and uh, well, really, we're we're at the hour point folks thanks for listening remember you know patreon is, is there if you feel like supporting our stream um go ahead and... our live stream yeah you can subscribe <laughs> yeah. i'll show you my titties whatever <laughs> um we are on instagram you can email us we're on instagram at paid.artists and you can email us at artprospodcast at gmail.com um yeah i don't know if you have any suggestions for what you want us to talk about, shoot us a DM or send us an email. We'll we'll be getting someone on next week. Or we're, I'm quitting. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, all right, guys. Thank you so much. This has been the Art Pros from Baltimore, Harryland. <laughs> uh, okay.